0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Profit Max podcast. I'm Peter Lum, author of this book. Oh, the other way. Yeah, that book. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well, this is a series that we're doing. So in, we're trying to bring value to everyone in business, especially in, entrepreneurs and the SME community by giving value, by talking to and interviewing various leaders from different, different industries so that we get the insights tap into their knowledge and experience base. So today we have with us uh, Dr. Munira Lui, whom, whom I'll introduce in a little while. Um, but basically, you know, in this time, we think that uh, most businesses are affected. And when we think about those businesses that are, that are not affected, we think, first of all, of the glove, glove industry and the PPE industry and things like that. But, uh, well, one of, the, one of the businesses that is powering through, powering through the pandemic and doing well and growing, actually, is Munira's business, which is in the business of business process outsourcing and human uh, CRM, human capital, and all that. So, um, yeah. So we're very privileged to have with us Munira. And, um, you know, Munira has got, has got a, a credentials that I guess you can say runs into pages, no? But very, quickly, very quickly, she's an MBA graduate from UK, majoring in HR management. She's also a member of the international who's who of professionals and life member of international business leaders. So um, she has a lot of experience in in the areas of customer relationship management, customer experience management, and so on. And she's the founder and president and CEO of Brand International, which specializes in the areas of business transformation, consulting, and outsourcing with offices in KL Singapore, Jakarta, and Manila. So without further ado, let me bring on Dr. Munira. Hi Munira, how are you?
1: Hi Peter, I'm good. Thank you very much for having me on, on this
0: show. Great, okay. Yeah. So Munira, maybe we could start by you telling us a little bit about, uh, well, fill, fill in any gaps that I missed out on your, on your background, and then maybe tell us a bit about your business and how, how did you get it started, no?
1: Okay, all right. So um, once again, thank you very much for having me on the show. And uh, well, I'm just a very ordinary person. Uh, I'm a wife, a mother, daughter, daughter-in-law. Uh, I'm an explorer, educator, and a mentor. And I love coffee. Uh, and very importantly, it's um, I am a woman agenda advocate. Yeah. So as introduced, I am primarily the founder as well as the CEO of Brent International. Uh, we are primarily very much a digital and a customer experience uh, a consulting outfit, uh, but we have essentially evolved our business, uh, and the other part of the business that we manage is actually called a business process uh, outsourcing. Yeah, So... Um, Prior to setting up the Brent International, I have a total of about 20 years of uh, corporate experience and I have been gone through various uh, functions within the corporates, obviously in customer experience, human resource, uh, business process, redesign, operations excellence, uh, project management and uh, business and organizational development activities. Yeah, and um, and I worked in multiple cities uh, in Asia. And my last assignment was primarily a, a global assignment, which was based out of the New York in the States, uh, for about five years before uh, I decided to come back home uh, to Malaysia. And essentially that's how I started Brent International. Yeah. So, um, so what do we do in, in, the, in, in Brent International? Uh, I started this company about 17 years ago now, mm-hmm. um, and um, we help our clients to deliver uh, customer experience and best business value uh, through people and operations uh, excellence, right? So, what it really means is uh, today, we actually help our clients to manage their customer interactions Uh, And typically, on a daily basis, we we manage about 20 over 1,000 customer interactions uh, across multiple uh, uh, projects that we have. Uh, And that's equivalent to about more than 7 million uh, customer interactions uh, per year.
2: Um,
1: And and, and our clients are primarily very much uh, mostly high-growth internet companies and MNCs. Uh, And today, we support markets, obviously, Malaysia, uh, but uh, primarily, Singapore, Hong Kong, uh, as well as China. Uh, And we are currently also in the process of opening up new markets uh, in the US, UK, as well as in Australia. Yeah. So uh, with 17 years of uh, um, operations, I, I, uh, my company has grown from a one-man show to now, uh, I have a workforce of about close to a thousand.
2: Wow.
1: Um, yeah, and uh, we have been uh, steadily growing uh, year on year. Uh, we have achieved uh, a CAGR growth of about 29% yearly since 2009. Uh, and, and last year was a very extraordinary year for us. Despite COVID, uh, we actually achieved uh, a 35% increase in, in our revenue. Um, so it has been a very extraordinary year from both top line as well as the bottom line as well.
0: Yeah, those so, are pretty amazing numbers, no? Uh, yeah. So <laughs> yes. have, have private equity companies been putting up feelers or something?
1: Uh, yes, yes. Ah. Uh, we, we, we've got a couple of opportunities that uh, that is right in front of us right now. So I guess, okay. uh, yeah, so we'll just wait for the right timing, yeah. Wow, <laughs> all right, man. Okay.
0: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. so I was going to ask, how did you spot the gap or the market opportunity when you got started?
1: well well i guess you know 20 years ago when when i was still running and driving uh, uh, i was holding a global role uh, in one of the foreign banks right uh, globally and my role was really to enhance the customer value proposition they are a consumer business and, and I was uh, expected to grow the customer base to become, to have one billion customer base uh, throughout oh. the world right? Okay. So, so, um, and, and the way that we did it was really around uh, customer experience and we believe customer experience was primarily a key differentiator because products and services in the banks are, are the same. Mm. regardless of which bank that you come from. And we knew that the only way to stay co- number one and to stay competitive was really to differentiate ourselves uh, through customer experience, right? And, and, and it's so, so true in today's context as well. So when I, uh, and during this time, I, I guess it's, I found passion in what I do. I love what I do because, you know, you, you're kind of uh, value adding to the organizations because you have uh, you are given an opportunity to kind of uh, create impact right mm. from both internal as well as the external uh, perspective right mm. so um i enjoyed what i, I was doing uh, then and 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 i thought since it was time for me to come home uh, back to Malaysia considering that the kids was growing up and all that so I've decided to come home and continue to do what I love to do and that's how I started the brand international yeah okay and 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 if you look at from today's context itself here uh, uh, customer experience has has even uh, become much more challenging than before uh, simply because uh, you know customers are getting very very knowledgeable they're getting very savvy, um, and, um, and 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 comp- uh, customers now also have very very uh, uh, are more demanding, right? In terms of you know quality, uh, customer service, uh, they no longer depend on. Uh, you know a single channel of how they want to do business with you. Your beginning customers are demanding, you know, multi channel anytime, anyhow, and anywhere, right? Yeah. Um, so and and the demands and the needs are, are, are very different. You know, if you're selling to a baby boomer, it's, it's kind of very different from if you're selling to the, the millennials of today, yeah. which is which forms the largest uh, buying uh segment uh, in today's context as well. Mm. So, I think. From a market perspective, I think the customers are getting getting very uh, 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 savvy in terms of how they want to do business with you. And then, if you look at it from a business perspective, uh, obviously we, we find that businesses are uh, are very slow in adapting uh, to the customers' demands, right? Mm. Uh, especially in riding the the digital. Uh, uh, transformation. Uh, the digital wave. Right. Uh, they're kind of slow in in, in adopting this, but mm. I think COVID has essentially accelerated uh uh this adoption, and mm. now we're beginning to see more and more people uh uh you know going into the digital space. But then uh, uh obviously the question for a lot of companies would be uh you know. the the kind of investments that I need to put in right into the technology uh, represents a a budget, a a capex expenditure. And potentially you also have businesses who may not have the internal capabilities uh, uh, to do it. right, Mm. Um, And and that's the reasons why uh, in times like this, uh, outsourcing becomes a, a, a very important strategy for a lot of businesses, right?
2: Okay. So that,
1: you know, they can kind of leverage on um, uh, our operations excellence, as well as our ability to hire and, and manage people more effectively uh, to help them to deliver customer experience. Okay.
0: Tell me, Manira, share with me, how do you go about attracting these clients or how do they come and the find look for you? What's, what's
1: uh, <laughs> uh, well, it, it is never, never easy. Uh, market access will uh, has continued to be a challenge, uh, but I, I guess uh, you know what is really important is uh, you know to start small in in a partnership with with our clients, and I think that's what we we did. Uh, we we actually grow with the client uh, it uh, over time. Um, and, and working with the clients as, uh, as a partner rather than a vendor supplier kind of uh, a relationship. So I do spend a lot of time in building that client management uh, uh, component. Uh, and I believe that uh, you know, uh, it's far easier to sell to existing customers uh, then going to acquire new customers, right? So Definitely, I think, yeah. yeah. So so I think our strategy has always been, uh, once we've got our, a customer with us, we will continue to value it and we continue to deliver uh, our promise, so mm. that it, it kind of increases the stickiness between us and and the client, and and that's how we we grew, all right? I mean, Mm -hmm. I can kind of give you an example about, you know, a client that started with us with just uh, 30 uh, uh, agents, right? Uh, 30 people to manage their customer experience. And today, this account, uh, we are managing about 350 people.
0: Wow, that's more than a thankful growth, huh?
1: Yes, exactly. And within a span of 12 months.
0: So, so that's so, how yeah. Ah, within 12 months. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. so are you saying that they had 30 people that they were managing internally, then they outsourced that whole division to you and you helped grow their business now to to have a support team of other people supporting them?
1: Yeah. Well, wow. there are many. Many, many models in terms of how we operate, uh, uh, like what one model is like what you have said. Mm-hmm. Uh, I may have an existing uh, operations, but you know I, I'm not able to scale. So therefore, they will work in partnerships with an outsourcing party like us, right? Or sometimes it could be a client who wants to manage their customer experience and they believe that customer experience uh, is the key differentiator in the market. Right, but they have no clue how to do it, or they may not have the, uh, enough budget to invest in uh, capex and technology and all that. So, so, that's why that's where they kind of come to us and say, Can you help me to, to set this whole thing up and help me to manage these operations? So, you, you kind of have that two model, right? One yeah. is, I, I don't have an operations, please help me. The other one is I have an existing operations, but I can't scale, or I'm not doing it well. Please help me to to kind of uh, enhance the operations mm. so that you know I I can be uh, differentiated in the market itself.
0: Okay. Yeah. So so when you do that for them, uh, Munira, I guess you charge yeah. your fee, right?
1: Ah uh, yes, of course. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. We, right. we we that's where uh, our revenue. Uh, yeah, the revenue and the margin okay. comes in. All right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I want to pick up on the point you said about it's always easier to sell to an existing customer than a new, acquire a new one, right? Right. And I can't remember exactly, but I think it was Michael Lebov who said it's six times easier, know. Six times, Enough exactly. To get, yes. to get a client buying back from you than to get a new client. Yes. So, and then you were talking about once you get the client, how you add value and grow together with them, no? Right. So, so maybe you can share some of the things that you do to add value. For example, is it like... Uh, Adding on services that they need, or you know, cross cross uh, collaboration with other people. You know, maybe you can share a bit about that. Right.
1: So obviously, I think uh, you know, from from our perspective, how do we do this? It's we need to get our basics right, right, And and the first thing we need to do is to deliver on our promise, right. And 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 we say it's delivering on our promise essentially means uh, that whatever uh, the service level agreements that we've agreed. I think uh, it is important that we consistently, uh, it's just not one month we do it and then the next month we fail. So it has to be a consistent uh, performance uh, outcomes. right? Mm. And then uh, from there, what typically we do is uh, because of our technology platform, which is very uh, AI enabled, uh, we are able to generate uh, uh, data and intelligence to kind of bring forth to the client because we are the source of all the customer interaction points right mm-hmm. so we kind of know the types of customers that call in you know the nature of the calls you know and you know uh, uh, what what product uh, is the main concerns and and what kind of uh, uh, request that the customer is coming for so we kind of use this information uh, to uh, provide insights to the customer, uh, our clients, uh, and actually make recommendations in terms of what uh, needs to be done. Uh, you know, to, to kind of uh, win back or continue to win uh, over the customers itself. Here, so so that's really uh, a way uh, that we kind of uh, value add. It's offering. Uh, business intelligence. All right. Okay. And then at the same time we So, constantly so using innovate. data
0: analytics and giving insights, customer insights into their customers, huh? Yeah, okay.
1: yeah. And of course we continuously innovate. We try to drive efficiencies in the way we operate. And and I mean we have a client whom we are now also looking at uh you know putting robots into the process as well because mm. we've kind of recognize that you know the, the, to drive more efficiency in the way that we managed their business, it's actually to put in a robot to do the job. So so these are the things is like client says well if you're giving me better efficiencies, more effectiveness by us continuously to in, innovate, uh, why not right So I think uh, so that's uh, you know from from our perspective things that we essentially do to kind of value add, Uh, to our clients on an ongoing basis. And and we keep the dialogue uh, very open with our clients, which is very important. Uh, We have structure and governance that allow the clients to have accessibility to how we perform. um, So they can assess to our system uh, real time to look at how we are performing uh, and how we are managing the operations. Uh, We also allow uh, for uh, weekly, daily uh, conversations to address customer issues, um, and of course, we also put in place uh, monthly uh, review meetings. We have quarterly uh, strategic meetings with the sponsors as well. So I think that's that's part of relationship building, building the trust. And once the trust is is there, uh, you kind of find that uh, um, you know clients will will continue to uh give you more uh
0: businesses okay great yeah so exceeding client expectations they'll keep coming yeah. back and yes. not only that they'll give you more business huh yes, Perfect. yes. okay right. um so so Monira, you're saying you have close to a thousand people in your organization yeah how, how, how do you i mean now how do you lead them how do you motivate them how do you keep them together and all that
1: yeah, uh, well, I think that's, that's really a, a good question. Um, and and I, I always believe that, uh, you know, leadership starts from the top. Um, and, um, and, and when we talk about the top, it, it does just not mean myself. Um, I think the key is really hiring the right people
2: yeah.
1: with the leadership skills. So beyond the technical know-how, uh, it is really important to be able to bring a right fit uh, in as far as the leadership team or the senior leaders are concerned, who are very aligned in terms of our vision, who is very aligned in terms of our values uh, of the company, right? And, mm. and collectively, uh, as, as, as a team, we then uh, consistently uh, uh, you know, tr- use best management practices uh, to help us to, um, you know, put the right behaviors that is exhibited uh, to our people. And that's really about consistency in the way that we uh, uh, operate. And, uh, and, And that essentially is reflected in the way that we actually make decisions. All right mm-hmm. and 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 I think that's becomes very important because uh, we have to be role models ourselves
2: mm-hmm.
1: all right mm-hmm. and and once we get that uh, then it is is that ongoing communications we, we spend a lot of efforts in driving what we call employee experience mm-hmm. and I think that is something that we do over and beyond employee engagement and and I and I believe that these are two very different things, right? When we talk about employee experience, uh, it is primarily focusing on uh, the whole uh, employee life cycle within the organizations, even before they join us, until they they exit the organization, right? Um, So from the way that uh, they're being interviewed to giving an offer until they join us through the onboarding process, and then how do you continuously you know, engage the workforce so that you know they are uh, uh, continuously heard, they're con- continuously motivated uh, to, be, to, to perform their very best? And then how do we inject uh, 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 development uh, to actually grow uh, the, the people? And, and what we give to our employees today is not a job, but what we give. Is a career for, for our people. And I think that's that's really very, very different, right? Uh, mm-hmm. We've seen a lot of people who have started at, at a very junior level, and today uh, they are already managers or director level in this case here. Yes. So I think uh, uh, giving that opportunities to the people uh, and setting the right culture uh, is what makes. Uh, who we are today itself, right? So it's just not about Munira, but it is really about the people that actually makes up or, or, you know, who we are today as an organization.
0: Okay. So so yeah. what I'm hearing from you, um, Munira, is first of all, your leadership is grooming a, a, a pool of capable and talented leaders. I guess you can right. call it your leadership team. Right. And then right. building a fantastic uh, employee experience. As you right. say, all the way from before they come in, you right. know the experience of being interviewed, being screened, and all that, all the way to onboarding, right? all the way through. And not only right. that, by giving them a career progression, uh, what do you call, opportunities, right? Right. So that right. if they prove themselves, then they can rise up the organization. Right. And, and of course, exactly. providing a lot of training and development in the whole process. Huh? Right. right. Okay, that's great. Um, mm. What What would you say... What would you say are perhaps maybe the top three or four core values in, in, in your company, Mandira?
1: Well, um, we have a couple and I believe the, the first one that we have is, is really about uh, being very uh, customer-focused. Um, and, and everything starts with that and when we talk about customer focus, uh, it is both internal as well as external customers, mm. um, and and we believe that if we spend uh, enough in driving the employee experience and uh, thereabout leading to employee satisfaction, uh, this essentially will be translated into customer uh, satisfaction. Right. So I think that is our key theme uh, in, in in what we do. Um, so okay. everything that we do or everything that we radically change or process change is we have to ask ourselves, how does this impact the customer? I mean, if it is have a positive impact, then let's do it, right? So I think mm. that 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 becomes the driving force in terms of what we, we uh, do. And then the other key thing, uh, key values that, that we have, obviously it's, it's really about being agile as, as a company. Um, and COVID has, has uh, proven uh, how agile we are as an organization, mm. um, you know, because uh, agility, it's really about uh, the ability to when you're faced with roadblocks, right, You, you the, the organizations can kind of pivot. Uh, very quickly, you know, to address uh, uh, the, the the concerns or those challenges, or remove those roadblocks, right, and, mm. and allow things to happen. And um, you know, during COVID, uh, I think everybody was was kind of impacted, right, in terms of uh, how we turn around uh, as an organization, right, uh, from working in a in in an office into work from home. Mm. I mean, imagine we. we people uh, it's really not easy to, to do that and and thank you thanks for the uh, transfer uh, IT transformation that we did in 2019 uh, it was very easy for us to kind of move from uh, an office environment into a work from home environment. we had no issue in fact day one of the lockdown 100% percent of our operations was work from home. Wow right? So 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 um, so, so mean, meaning your
0: people are all technically equipped to work from home with with the right laptops or whatever other technology Exactly,
1: is. exactly, Aha. exactly. Okay,
0: yeah. that's amazing.
1: Yeah, so, so, really so we
0: up for for those kind of eventualities
1: yeah because uh, we because we are in a business where we do not only just support local markets right we are in a business that supports the global market mm. so we we need to have business continuity uh, you know to ensure that our business is not uh, impacted the mm. services is not impacted right so we have shown ourselves to be very very not only just agile but you've shown that we have been very resilient Hmm. uh in 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 combating you know the, the the pandemic uh situation and in fact uh last year during the pandemic we were operating at just uh, uh two floors but during the pandemic we expanded into another two floors wow despite the lockdown and uh you know we were able to expand to uh, altogether f- operating in four floors, within a span of three to four months. Okay. So so that's really you know a, a reflection of um, you know how agile the, the team has been in in, okay. was um, that, yeah, in was responding. That,
0: was that the result of the necessity for social distancing or because of the uh, the, the the drop in rentals or what what, what, uh, what uh, no
1: no, remember I, I, I shared about a client, uh, you know, we started with us at 30 head count
0: ah, and, okay. and,
1: and grew to 350, all right, all right. right? So massive, so, massive expansion,
0: business expansion. Yeah,
1: exactly. During okay. a lockdown situation. So yes. so that 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 shows um, you know how agile we were. Yeah. Uh, as, as as an organization right yeah, yeah. and 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 um, so so i guess it's really about that that being customer focused mm. it's about being agile and and the third key thing that we we found for ourselves was that you know the team was essentially very resilient right
2: mm. uh, uh
1: we were faced with lots of challenges, whether we like it or not. You know, we have the lockdown, we have the COVID. There were so many uncertainties out there. Yep. And then we have projects that were essentially ramming up, right? So, um, and there were so many uh, limitations or inhibits that's preventing us from doing things the usual way, right? Mm. So, so, we kind of need to, to, to plan uh, uh, in such a way that no plan survives day one. Ah. Uh, and 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 i think you can remember right when we were at uh, uh the lockdown uh the sop's that was announced was 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 creating a created a lot of uh, disruptions uh and and confusion uh to the businesses mm. right so it's like uh uh different people interpret things uh, very very differently and and it's like uh, so we were kind of uh, we had a, a, a pandemic task force being set up, just trying to interpret the SOPs. And if we couldn't, uh, you know, we we had to go and search and get the right information so that it gets uh, cascaded uh, to to the to our people as well. Mm. So 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 I think that that in itself uh, showed the resiliencies. Everybody was focusing on what we need to do forward rather than you know being stuck in the rut line you know in terms yeah. of a yeah uh, addressing focusing on the negativity aspect yeah. of it
0: okay great um, talking about your investment in employee experience uh, right. um, um, manera could yeah. you share roughly is that is that a percentage of budget or how, how do you do that you know what, what are some examples of things that you do to um, you know facilitate or, or enhance employee experience
1: right well i i think there there are i mean everybody thinks that you know uh, uh, um, uh, investing in employee experience is equals to dollars Mm. uh, but it may not necessarily be uh, in, in in this case it's it's really about making sure that uh, you know, we have the right culture in place, I think that's really important. Uh, obviously, because we've also already invested in a technology platform, uh, what we essentially did was really about how do we go into a process of digitalizing our HR processes so that, uh, you know, our employees. Uh, you know when we talk about employee experience it would also mean how the employee interact with the organization right So I give you an example if you need to take leave the first thing you want to know is hey, what's my leave balance right But if I were to still continuously operate in a very manual uh, uh, stage, it's like you have to go through a couple of people before you even know your balance before you apply for leave. Now, we have digitalized everything, so which means that you know you, you have the app and you, you just go into the, 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 the system uh, and you apply with a click of button, your leave gets approved. And that's really what uh, employee experience is really all about. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's about reducing paperwork but you enhance that that whole employee experience. Yes. Uh, you know, through digitalization. Okay. Uh, yeah.
0: That, that, leaf, the leaf uh, example you gave Munira. Is that yeah. access to a to a laptop uh, or computer or is it through the phone?
1: It's an app, it's a mobile app. It's an app,
0: wow. Okay. That really convenient. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: huh?
0: yeah, so it's so yes. easy. Yes.
1: Even, even even claims over time, you just upload and everything, it's all in a phone. This information gets into our payroll mm. and then we process the payroll at the end of the day. So okay, uh, uh, very, we, we kind of minimize all the paperwork and all that. And and these are the things that becomes a uh, 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 to to people because... Mm. Uh, Paper shuffling, papers get lost. You know, people have to redo and reapply stuff. And then you, you have know. to request from
0: this person and that person, right? Yeah.
1: Correct. Correct. So, so uh, this is what I mean by employee experience. Okay. It's really is that,
0: about is that a proprietary app or is that something from the market?
1: Yeah, it's, it's something in the market that uh, that we did for, but requires uh, customizations uh, with our partners. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Because I was yeah, talking, yeah. I was talking to a guy who has got this app. Sounds right. like what you do. So just wondering, know right. whether yeah, It's called, yeah. called yeah. There's lots.
1: Yeah. yeah, there's lots of uh, application in in the market today. Okay. Right? Um. But that's really what we say as employee experience, right? Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, it's beyond just. Uh, um uh, putting money and, and investing in things yeah, like yeah. training training and development we are fortunate because we have a consulting and a training academy so we kind of put people through our programs uh, uh um you know uh, as part of the talent management uh, initiative um you know so that uh, they they kind of get uh, trained and develop and then subsequently they they take on uh, larger and new roles. Uh, within the company as well, so um, I would say that investment is still there. There is an investment in time. Uh, there are some uh, investments in terms of uh, team building activities, but you know the good thing now is we kind of pivot from uh, a team building activities which is done on site now uh, is done virtually. So 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 th- there are many things that can be. Uh, 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 Modify yes. right to yes. to kind of still continuously uh, engage the workforce yes. Yes. and 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 uh, continue to to uh, have dialogues with with the people and and I but the leadership team spends a lot of time engaging in these dialogue sessions and I personally have a quarterly dialogue with with the teams as well. Mm. Uh, we do it by projects, uh, yes. you know, to talk about. Uh, things right, so we call it the breakfast. Uh, breakfast with the CEO, and we do this on a Saturday over, over, over Zoom.
0: Okay, wow, breakfast yeah. with CEO—that sounds great.
1: <laughs> but it's virtual breakfast, right?
0: Yes, yes, yes. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so in this time of great volatility, uncertainty, and so on, uh, oh. you know, I mean, the big multinationals—they still do their planning. But, yeah. but what would be what would be your your sort of tips or advice on how to do planning in this uncertain times, no? Yeah
1: yeah. Well, I I, I still believe planning is 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 very important.
0: Mm. Um,
1: you know, as as a progressive uh, company, uh, we need to lead uh, the organization with a vision, all right? And mm. that vision needs to be translated into actionable plans. Mm. Okay. And, and, and plans allows people to focus uh, and plans helps to align everyone towards a common uh, objective and a common goals. Uh, and it kind of forms the basis in terms of how the team actually makes uh, decisions, right? Hmm. Um, so, so from our perspective, planning is essentially very important. However, Uh, uh, we have that mindset that when we plan, uh, we have to ensure, like I've said earlier, no plan survives day one. Mm. So because of the uncertainty which is out there, uh, we must be prepared to pivot in the event if we are faced with uh, roadblocks.
0: Okay. So so does that mean you have multiple plans or, or does that mean you look at various scenarios or what does that mean?
1: Yes, yes, correct. So okay. uh, if you look at the process that we have on uh, every year, we, we put the teams all together to do a strategic business uh, review meeting and then we plan for the following year. Um, and then subsequently, uh, uh, then this gets cascaded to the respective departments and they kind of have There are uh, one-down discussions, meetings, and all that. right? Uh, But as a leadership team, uh, we meet on a weekly basis. So we have a touchdown meeting, and then uh, we kind of get updates from from every leader in terms of what needs to be done and what Mm -hmm. needs to be fixed. So this is done uh, with a lot of uh, vigor. Uh, with a lot of intensity and typically we don't miss any of those meetings.
0: Okay, great. Excellent. Yeah. So one last question, uh, Munira. What what would be one or two pieces of advice for business owners and entrepreneurs during this time? Uh,
1: Well, I guess from my perspective, I think in in, in times like this, uh, it is very important for us to stay resilient. Right. Uh, And and when I mean resilient, it means that, uh, you know, we we may have failed or business is not uh, as as what it used to be. So those, those, uh, um, uh, as a resilient leader, you kind of want to see this as a temporary setback, but don't allow this to kind of uh, stop us from moving ahead. So we kind of need to move forward. Uh, and, and that's really, from my perspective, being resilient is, right? Mm. And and uh, it's also important for businesses to kind of take a hard stop and kind of regroup and restart, right? And, and what I, I mean here is that not all businesses is like what I am experiencing in, in, in my industry, right? Mm. There are certainly businesses that are hugely impacted by, by, by the COVID, the lockdowns and all yeah. that. Yeah. So I guess it's really important to kind of regroup uh, 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 and restart the process, which means you, you need to kind of do, uh, uh, reflect uh, and, and look at everything, what has worked, what is not working. Uh, review, look at your business models uh, and, and make very hard decisions, right? Whether you want to continue the course, uh, you need to pivot your business or you kind of need to say thank you very much, uh, I think I'm, I'm going to just put a hard stop to it. Those, those are real hard decisions that we need to to, to work on uh, but it is important to do that yeah. um, and uh, and if you need to restart, right, restart the business in, in whatever forms but I think uh, my, my personal advice is follow your passion. I, I mm. think that's very important. It has to work for me. Uh, it is passion that's driving me uh, to uh, the business in terms of what it is today. And, and I believe every one of us has to uh, uh, have that passion. So let that passion drive your business.
0: Okay, excellent. Yeah, That's, yeah. that's really excellent. No? Two or three pieces of really good advice. Take a hard look. Uh, regroup if necessary, and make sure make sure that they do something that you're passionate about. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, things will fizzle, and you will you will not be able to go through this kind of challenges. No, you don't like what you're exactly. doing. Exactly, yeah.
1: exactly. Because uh, once you're passionate, you know you that there, there, there's you you see purpose right in yeah, life, yeah. And, and and that why, resilience why on, will
0: come right? in. Yeah.
1: yeah, And then that resilience will come in because then, die-die yeah. also you 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 yeah, want yeah. to. Uh, go for it.
0: Right. Yes, yes. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Yeah. So on that note, Munira, thanks so much. Really appreciate thanks, it. Thanks,
1: Peter. Thanks very much for, for having me. Take care.
0: Okay, take care.